Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. I'm Pastor Chris, and it is a uh, just a joy to have you with me here tonight on a just absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous summer evening. And uh, you know, as I come to you tonight, I um, think I often wonder about this this concept of grace in in, in our lives and and how God intersects with uh, with our daily existence. You know, and and tonight I want to kind of focus a little bit about about God's grace and how for some of us, boy, we need it more than others. And, um, but the truth is we all need it. And so it's, it's, I'm looking forward to our discussion here tonight as we look at a passage of scripture that uh, for a lot of us, I don't think we typically uh, focus on. And so I'm looking forward to uh, sharing that with you tonight. And, you know, of course, a lot going on in, in our nation, of course, with the, the, uh, the results of that hurricane in the South and, still many fires out west and uh, just so much taking place and of course all of our troops coming home from afghanistan and uh, just the after effects of that and so just a, a lot to be in prayer for but of course you know tonight as i said i want to look at uh, this concept of grace and and how we uh oh, we're all open to it and all available uh, to receive it and for some of us it just shows up in different places so I'm grateful to have you here with me as we jump into this topic, as we look at how God's grace impacts our lives. You know, we, we think about uh, grace and how uh, for for a lot of us, it's something that we experience from others, especially when we've done wrong. And, you know, it's something that uh, I even think in the stance of what God gives to us, sometimes it's hard to understand, maybe even accept, right? And, and you know, this, this concept of, of what God's love is for us is... I think even some just just hard to wrap their mind around. How can the one who created the universe, how can the one who uh, created me, breath, breathe life into me, uh, love me, someone who in turn doesn't love God back as much? And you know, I think it's a, I think it's a difficult thing to to truly live into. And and so I hope tonight we can touch on that. It's good to see. Uh, a lot of you joining, uh, Dwayne Linda, I hope you guys are doing well. It's a, Like I said, friends, it is a gorgeous evening here in Northwest Ohio, at least, and I hope beautiful wherever you might be. I want to share with you this passage out of the book of Song of Songs. Now, some title this book in Scripture, The Song of Solomon. The literal translation means Song of Songs, but 
irregardless, um, it's more a book of poetry, I suppose. You could write it that way if you want. In particular, I want to share with you, and some of this, you know, when you read through it, it, it can be pretty intense, but, but it's gorgeous. And I want to read this verse to you. It comes from chapter 2, and it says this, and just listen to this. As a lily among brambles, so is my love among maidens. Now, you read that, and and I got to tell you, I'm sure you're wondering, okay, what, what does this even say? What does this even mean? Um, I think the, the first thing we have to uh, understand about this text and, and about this book, um, as I said, it, titled Song of, of Solomon or uh, maybe Song of Songs is another title for it. Uh, in fact, if you read uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's a, it's a Hebrew uh, idiom. Uh, basically, I mean, the Holy of Holies. Uh, the, uh, the superior songs, if you will. The, the, the poetry of poetry um, that God provides to his people. Um now it's interesting it's it's um place in scripture if you look in in the bible itself it's kind of it's after psalms it's it's close to the new testament but it's <clears throat> here that when we begin to read this it, it, i'm going to tell you if you just read it for what it's worth it sounds beautiful but it's sometimes difficult to uh, to digest or or maybe uh, decipher if you will and it says this, it says, uh, as a lily among brambles, so is my love among maids. Well, who is who is it even talking about? Who is it even talking to? Well, we must back up to verse 1. It says, I am a rose of Sharon. This is, this is applying this to Jesus Christ. Um, this is saying that a lily of the valleys, a, a white lily representing Jesus. And the, the Sharon is a, is a valley in North Palestine. And so when we, we begin to apply this to Jesus, especially the word lily, we think about it as a lily among brambles. Now, <coughs> what does this word brambles mean? Uh, hoya is the Hebrew word, and it means a thorn, a thistle. Um, so we get this uh, maybe English saying, a rose among thorns, right? This is a lily among the brambles. Lily being Jesus Christ, Jesus in the midst of the wicked. Right? Think of it that way. Jesus in the midst of the wicked. So is my love among maidens. Maiden meaning uh, many different things. It means daughter. It means uh, child. It means adopted. It also translated to village or area. So it's Jesus amongst the wicked, so is Jesus' love to all the villages, to all the people, to all the world. Jesus among the wicked, so his love is available for all. Think about that, and then, and then translate it back to what it says in this text. As a lily among brambles, so is my love among maidens. It doesn't just sound 
powerful. Doesn't it sound beautiful? Um, th this, the purpose of this is to remind us of of God's love in, in the midst of uh, a lot of what we face day in and day out in this world. Uh, the struggle that, that we go through and, and deal with day in and, and day out. Um, I think, you know, one of the uh, one of the biggest things that we go through in life is these 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 inherent mistakes kind of our ego gets the best of us we we say things uh, off the cuff that we don't even really mean and so it gets the best of us but it's the response that someone gives to us that demonstrates this grace that God can demonstrate us let, let me put it in context uh, this way um, Imagine, imagine you come home from a long day. You've been out, you've been at work, and uh, you're late getting home. And, and you arrive home, and your and your spouse is in a panic. Where have you been? Where have you been? And your response to this is not, you know, oh. Sorry, sweetie. Sorry, honey. I, I just, I was late. But your response is out of anger. How dare you ask where I was? I, I got home when I got home. I'm just, I'm just a little late. Instead of understanding the other side of this. And so, so you storm off in anger. How dare they encroach on, on my time as I come home? I get home when I get home. And and you and you go away for a while and you and you powder you you, you fester whatever you want to call it and um, I'm watching a cat you ever have those moments where you just get distracted by something I'm watching these cats chase two cats chase these butterflies through the yard <laughs> anyways um, but you, as you're as you're away from the situation you kind of realize wow I just reacted really really negatively really harshly and so you're sitting there thinking to yourself oh geez i gotta i gotta go back and grovel i, I have to go back and, and apologize for for how i behaved and hopefully they understand my apology and accept it and we don't get into this long drawn out fight about how we should speak to each other and, and as you come back into the situation as you come back to to whether you were whether you left the house or whether whatever you come back to where your significant other is and they imagine they have set the the table for supper and they put candles up and they cooked this amazing meal and you walk into this and it, and it's like this guilt all of a sudden is over you oh my how could i have treated this this significant other of mine my spouse my 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 boyfriend, my girlfriend, my whatever, with such disdain, taste. And this, and their response is to show me this love. Isn't it almost like it just begins to weigh on you even more? Had they just shown you uh, anger? Been easier if they'd been mad at you, right? And I think this is why sometimes God's grace is, is so challenging to accept. Because not only is it given to us but it's everywhere it happens all the time and so some of our our struggle 
is to realize God's love isn't about us. It's about God showing us how much he cares, regardless of how we treat him, of how we respond to God, how we interact with God. It's God pouring his love onto us. And, and so we, we, we walk into that situation and we see this, this beautiful display of love. And, and, and I think that's where we end up getting caught because we feel we don't deserve it. We, we honestly look at the situation and feel even worse. Instead of acknowledging that our significant other doesn't care about doesn't care about how we stormed off and spoke to them in harsh words. They're going to demonstrate unconditional, forgiving love. It's the same thing that God does for us when we sin. It is the same example of how God loves us in the midst of what we do in this life. In the midst of how we walk every day in this life. God sets that table to overwhelm us with love. And I think for some, it's why it's so hard to, to, to enter into that relationship with God because we look at it and say, well, I don't deserve that kind of gift. But the truth is you do. You do deserve that gift. You do deserve that love. And so we, we, we push ourselves because we want to say, I, I, I don't need you to do that. I don't need you to demonstrate that for me. And I think some of our struggle is that because God's love is everywhere and the world's hatred is everywhere, it's easier to see the hatred because we feel that's what we deserve and not this beautiful display of love. But what it should do, and I hope it will do for you, is to begin to uh, demonstrate how we can not only see this gift that God gives to us, but to allow it to transform us as well. So that when we are harmed, we will not respond with, hatred or anger or evil, but we'll respond as God would respond. Immense love. We will respond in the same way that we read in this text from this book of songs. If you go down a few verses in verse 4, the verse I really selected tonight, it says, And then he brought me to a banqueting house, and his intention towards me was love. He brought me to the table that he set before me of forgiveness and grace. Mm. Of forgiveness and grace. The banqueting house. In other words, it's the wine. The word banqueting in Hebrew or how it's formally translated is to wine. That's the table of Jesus Christ. That's the place that God brings to us. And he does this with something that we don't deserve, or he, I'm going to be honest, even expect to receive or be given. 
because he is just pouring out love on you. Revelation chapter 19 says, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. You have been invited to the table of Jesus Christ. And because of that, you are blessed. And when God says to you, take and eat my body broken for you. Take and drink my blood that's been poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of my love. It is in that moment that you are interacting with an extraordinary gift from God that is without question a powerful testimony to how God interacts in this world, how God works in this world, and how we can understand what this looks like to be loved by our Creator. So if you're sitting there thinking that you don't deserve love, if you're sitting there thinking that you don't deserve hope, you don't deserve an unconditional grace, I'm here to tell you tonight you do. Because God has invited you to the banquet table of his son, Jesus Christ, in which blood and the body were given for you. So the one thing you would know without question, without question, as it says in verse 2, is that Christ walks in the wicked so that your love and his love will be married together and that you will know how much how much you are awakened in love. For Christ is a lily in a valley, a valley of hopelessness. So I hope you know tonight, my friends, I hope you know without a doubt that the gift from God of his son Jesus a gift so precious, so perfect. It was made just for you. Will you say a prayer with me? Loving Father, thank you for this precious gift that you give to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful, not just beautiful evening, but this beautiful love that you gave to us in your son, Jesus. You know, Lord, at times all of us don't think, uh, Lord, we don't even believe we deserve this gift because we feel, Lord, we have fallen too short of your glory. We've been hurt by others or we've hurt others. And so we don't, we don't want this banquet of love. Yet, Lord, tonight here on this porch, we are reminded that it's a gift given without without request for return. You just ask that we pick it up 
and we take it and we enjoy it we recognize the beautiful the beautiful banquets you have prepared for us and that out of this banquet we have the hope we desire the the restoration we have been seeking and most importantly the love of your son and of you and of the holy spirit this lord i give thanks give praise to you in the beautiful name of your son jesus amen amen so friends if you're wondering are you lovable are you wondering does god's grace heal, provide hope, it is, and it does, and it's also available to you, and you don't have to look high and low or far and wide, because it's right here, available every time you go outside, every time you wake up, all you have to do is close your eyes and call upon him, and he will hear your voice, and he will say to you, you are forgiven. Because you are his beloved. Well, I thank you, friends, for stopping by the front porch tonight. It is an absolutely gorgeous evening. If you get a chance, go outside and enjoy it. We've had several, several hot days, at least here in Northwest Ohio. And I tell you what, it is good to have a nice, gentle breeze. Well, I thank you, my friends, for stopping by the front porch tonight. And, you know, Tomorrow when we gather, we'll be into the September and ninth month of the year. It's amazing, isn't it? We're going through this year pretty quick. But know you are loved by your Creator. Know that He has set the table regardless of how you've been walking. So until tomorrow when we gather again, may God bless and keep each of you. And may you see of Christ. Good night from the front porch.